Chicago had more than any other city. Chicago got more rats than us. Yeah, I heard that. It can't take. I don't, I don't know how much I subscribe to the bullshit. I don't know. Listen, you know what it was? They probably paid off in a couple of dollars. Yeah, there you go. All right, Mr. and Mrs. American, all the ships at sea. Ed Sheehan for Colony Confidential. What's up, everybody? It's Joey Sauce, the boss, fresh back from Boston two times, not just one. We were there with most of you at Pest World in Boston. And then I had to go back the following week for a 10-year-old hockey tournament. So it was fun, but we're here to talk about Pest World. ES was in the building. You had a good time? I met my friend Dave the Rave, whose real mm-hmm. name is Call him Dave the Rave from Boston. Him and his son are working on some new gizmo. Dave and Doug Fleischer, they, uh, they're good people. Similar to us, father, son, they run a pest control company together, Pestex, up in Massachusetts, Boston area. They have some new software that they're rolling out. We always support them as best we can. We like them. If you don't know who Dan is, he's the guy that is legitimately a foot and a half taller than my father. And there's a fat picture of them on our feed showing this exact height difference. And it's like Dan's son. Yeah. <laughs> same hair. Yes, you have the same haircut. Right. That's what I that's what I meant. So Pest World is always is always about meeting up with friends, old friends, making new friends. We certainly did that. Saw a lot of people out there. Some of our friends got noticed by the industry, got some awards. Billy Olay got something. I think Billy got like an ace award from the ESA. It was a good time. A lot of events. But let's start with the question that everybody was thinking about prior to going. How is it different from last year, do you think? It was There was better food this year. You picked better restaurants. <laughs> It was funny. Remember that guy we were talking to? Young, I call him a kid. He's not young anymore. Nick Lamatina helped him buy out this guy Rocky's business. He was there with his son, Italian guy. What was his name? Mike from Superior Pest. Mike from Superior. What's Mike's last name? Do you remember? Orlino. I got to remember that when I talked to our dear friend Nick Lamatina in Florida because he'll ask me who I met. And usually I tell them nobody that, you know, somebody we know. But this guy, he knew to write that name. Down. Yeah, I'll text it to you. But just getting to your point, that's the first time that I can recall that Mike was there. And it was right. good to see him there with his son. So that's what we're talking about, like old friends and new friends, even though Mike is an old friend. And nice. Mike, nice to see the business go on from father to son. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of that. There was a, certainly the crazy thing about this podcast, and I'm sure it's happened to you because you're a movie star plus the podcast. But when people, people like Joe, and you just look at them and in your mind, you're like, I legitimately have no fucking idea who you are. Like you're trying to stare at them and you try to look at their name tag. And then even their name tag, I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. I was talking with a Frank from Select, Select Insurance. Yeah, Frank McDonald. Correct. His mom was there looking good. Looks yeah. very came. And anyway, I'm talking with him. And 
he come, some guy comes over to say hello to him and he goes, oh, I know who this guy is. Oh, my God. Hey, hey how you doing? Who it was? I'm sorry. Yeah, what it's was- tough. You got three strikes. I only got one. What's your you strike? Got- my strike is the podcast and we reach so many people, a thousand people a month. I'm glad I'm happy to meet them. But your three strikes are podcast, movie, age. What about teaching? I met a lot of people teaching. The strikes against you to remember people are podcast, movie, and your age. So why would the movie not help me remember people? Because people see you in a movie and know who you are and think they know you and will come up to you and say, Ed, I think they know you. Right. And people that now listen to the podcast, because of 200 and some odd episodes of me and you, they certainly feel like they know us. So we're not going to know who they are because we've never actually seen them. And then your third strike is your age because your memory's just shot. All right. So back to past world, right? Did you meet anybody new? Of note. Hold on. We went to dinner. There were no people at the dinner. I didn't get to talk to them much. I met, met my friend, the Sushi King there. The uh, Sushi what? King was there. Yeah, the Sushi yeah. So Ed and Jeremy Ecker from Two Step Reviews have a newfound love of each other where they're just going to talk shit to each other probably every time we see each other. But Jeremy was influential in Ed's first tasting of sushi last year. So, and uh, so we recapped that a little bit this year, but you and him did bond over the coldest piece of cooked meat I might've ever seen in my life. Yeah, we did. So Jeremy certainly does like raw fish Ed does not, but they both like a black and blue piece of good USDA prime cut. They got like a 48, 48 day aged it was ridiculous. It was so rare. It was so fresh. It was still mowing. It was. Anyway, needless to say, that was a nice night out. Shout out to Select, Lloyd and Matthew, Select Exterminating, for taking us all out to dinner. We appreciate that. We do a lot of business with each love other. Love you, Lloyd. You still hate you. We were competitors, but now I love you. <laughs> no, And look, we are. I think that's a great difference in the industry today. We are still competitors, right? Lloyd and Matthew and I probably compete at the highest level in New York City for some of the top healthcare institutions. And we still remain friendly, which is a testament had, to this industry. We had those monthly pest control meetings in New York Association. And people would be talking this and that. I'm going to bid on the same thing. What's your theory on that, I go? Yeah, I'm going to have cocktails with you. I'm going to smile at you. I'm going to laugh with you. I'm going to listen to your jokes. But when it gets down to the bids, I'm going to cut your fucking heart out. And that's fine. There's a different way to say that, to maintain friendships. But well, they, I think everybody understands that. Everybody understands this business. And somehow we've created a friendship. When I say we, we are all friendly competitors, but it was good. We had a good group that night. Todd from On Guard was there. A couple other good people. Took a nice picture with Todd. That's cool. A new tradition for Pest World is celebrating Mr. America right here's birthday with the crew. So we were able to do that one night with a lot of good. Then we're going to keep that tradition going. But for all of you out there, Ed's birthday, and this is probably going to explain everything about who Ed is. His birthday is on Halloween, October 31st. But uh, I'll be out at sea. 
Perfect. Just make, listen, do me a favor this time. Make sure that you don't go on cruises, Wi-Fi and pay $25.99 a day. How do, what do I do then if I want to? We'll talk about that offline. But just what happened when you thought that you had the package, but you were connected to the cruise thing and they banged you guys over the head? Yeah. Yeah. I would explain it to you right now, but I know you're going to forget. That's right. You got to text it to me. I'll write out a process for you. Hey, I'm going to pick you up some good cigars in the PR. I think, are you going anywhere international? No, to Puerto Rico and American Virgin Islands. Yeah. And bullshit island that all the cruise lines set up. It's like a bazaar where they have overpriced shit that you're going to bring home and probably throw away in a year. Yeah, I would say get good cigars because we're going to have an event coming up at Macanudo with some customers. New customers? New, old, how it goes. Potential? But there's some, yes, but there is there is a marriage that we're going to make that's going to position all three of us, the two people that we're going to marry. Not, you know what I mean when I say marry, right? Not, it's a... No. We're going to put two people together that long-term are going to be very good for us. This is something that we talk about all the time. This is what I feel we should all set our businesses up for to operate without us so that in 10 years from now, when I don't really want to do any day-to-day stuff, I could say, I'm not doing day-to-day stuff. I don't need X. Just give me Y and let's hire somebody for this position or put somebody in that position. What about Cadence taking over? Yeah, anything's possible. That's what I'm saying. She'll be out of college 10 years from now, nine, 10 years from now. She'll head, her head will probably still be up her ass like most kids at eight. And I'll still have to wait. I don't think I had my aha moment until, I'm just trying to think how old that was, 26, right? which, is, which I think is old. It was old, but I was fortunate enough to be able to wait that long. I think it worked out perfectly. They're fortunate enough to realize. But the bottom line is the business is still being built and grown in a way where it needs me, but it doesn't need me. It needs me because I'm the face and people know me. Need you to pick up your monthly check. You got it. Yeah. But anyway, who knows? If we've learned anything over the past five years, is that tomorrow is a new day. So what was the highlight of Pest World for you? I don't know. There was a lot of them. One of them, believe it or not, was I went for a walk. I walked down, uh, I don't know what street it was, but I wound up in the uh, Thomas Market and uh, I saw a very clean town. Oh, well, clean. Uh, I saw some beautiful churches, which, and just, I always had a sweet spot for Boston because that's where grandpa came into America, through Boston. And no, my real highlight of Boston was being in, in baseball field. Going to Fenway. Yeah. Was yeah. that your first time ever there? First time in there, a couple of times I was outside, but never went in. Yeah, my That's... first. And it, uh, in a way, reminded me of Ebbets Field when I used to go see the Dodgers as a kid. And not a big park. And I don't know why they say that seats by the Green Monster were the best, because you can't see down into left field. Some obstructed views, but all in all, nice park. So... 
you got to remember, everything is marketing. These are the best seats in the house. Whatever. No, they're not. They're cool. We got some pictures from them. So it's funny. I've only been in Fenway twice in my life. Both times were at Pest World. Okay, but they had no batting pit this year. No, the last time that we did it for Pest World, I think it was 2012. How far did you hit the ball? I hit one ball into left field, but that was it. It was raining out. There was conditions. I hadn't been to batting practice in 10 years. So what happened? Left field, it was over the third baseman's head. He couldn't catch it. Or no, was it? Well, out of the 10 pitches I took, I probably had three legit base hits. That was oh. a legit base hit, though. That one was like a line Be drive to left field. That's not bad. It doesn't matter, bro. Like, this is the thing. I play baseball. You can't expect me after 10 years to get in the batter's box and just start crushing it. But if I go and warm up a little bit and figure it out, I'm good. Like when I played softball, the first game I went to, I went very cocky. And I was like, it's softball. I'm a great baseball player. I'll be fine. But I hadn't played in so long. I probably struck out twice and just hit shitty shots the other two times. So like in anything in life, you need to maintain your craft, whatever it is. So, you know, in another highlight, we met that guy fighting malaria and stuff. Yeah, so we did that challenge outside where we did the shoot the hoops and whatever. The company that we were talking about is the largest grassroots organization, beatmalaria.org. You might have seen some of the shirts that said United to Beat Malaria, but it's, it, it's beatmalaria.org. And those are the people that did interview them. They're trying to beat malaria worldwide. John Murphy and Leap Tech, they got this new thing. What is it made out of? It's already been out for pest control and what ed is talking about is more on it's more of a fumigant type thing but it's amazing what they have going on it's basically the same thing where they're using i think it's co2 don't quote me on that but i believe it's co2 the same way that we're doing burrow treatments for the rodents they're using that same product on agricultural products when they end up with stored product pests and other things like that. Very interesting stuff. Shout out to John Murphy and Leafa Tech. It's not Leafa, it's Leafa. But anyway, shout out to Leafa Tech supporting. It's spelled L-I-P-A. It's L-I-P-H-A. Leafa Tech. Yeah, no shit. That's what I said. Leafa Tech. Fine. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Stop interrupting me when I'm saying smart shit. Okay. So what I was saying was shout out to John Murphy supporting a cause that is very dear to our hearts that you'll see some pictures of the team from this month coming soon. Breast Cancer Awareness. You'll see a picture of me and John Murphy. The whole Leafa Tech team was sporting the pink shirts to raise breast cancer awareness. Of course, we love that. Love John Murphy. Love Leafa Tech. They had a little get together. They invited us to. We had a great time there. Shout out to Barry Pitkoff, who's our rep out here. Barry's also a very good photographer. He's done some photos for us for the podcast. But the whole Leafa Tech team. It was good to see that new stuff coming out. So our boy from Bell Labs. We had a good time drinking with him. What's his name? I know. I beat him one year in golf. He came. A fabulous Maloney classic or was a Maloney International, whatever. And he came back the next year and beat me. He's got an Irish name. He definitely has an Irish name. Pat Lynch, you hammerhead. That, what did I just say? What? I just said Pat Lynch. I didn't hear you. 
Yeah, you got to probably the technology but funny that you would bring him up because um, I got Bell- hey, probably the technology joe joe probably the technology joe not me probably the technology. okay go ahead i'm set for the evening there you go. You- <laughs> it's good though right oh hey hey gold that's yeah. gold What's his name? Johnny Timex. We had a great cigar night with him. Johnny's been to the hairdresser. He's got a brand new hairdo. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So shout out to John Hitchak from Viserys. Ed, Ed refers to him as Johnny Timex. And the reason behind that, we won't get into the story. But Ed's words, I saw John this morning. This guy, whatever, he just... He keeps a licking and keeps on ticking. And that's how Ed gave him the Johnny Timex John put a dinner together one night with him and a bunch of Viserys people, which was very nice. And then the scars by the pool was just typical what Hitch and we always like to do. It was nice. We went to the field routes, the field routes party, which was good. It was the first time we've ever been there. It was good to see field routes. Obviously, everybody knows field routes is the preferred platform now for Service Titan, who bought Pest routes, now field routes, and serve suite will be migrating over to field routes. But it was interesting because they had two booths of field routes. So it was cool. Who was at which booth? What was at what booth? And obviously they had two booths because serve suite probably paid for that booth already in advance. We all understand that. But it was nice to see the differences between the two booths. And one, one booth, from what I saw, one booth was where you went if you were trying to really get new information, and the other booth was where you went if you were already intrigued and had spoken to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Another good time at that cigar night. I got to talk to Lance and Joel. Yes. And their father-in-law passed away at, what, 52? Much too young. He was very young, yeah. And, of course, Jeremy Eckett was there, and we were both drinking, so... We were philosophizing with you. Oh, to be a fly on the wall in that room. Oh, yeah. That was a good night. That was a good. So what do I like at these national conventions? I love to see how much and such a good way that pest control has evolved environmentally wise, health wise for the customers and for us, the applicants, and also profitability. So it just evolved for night and day. And each year we go there, we see something new. It's just a great atmosphere. Back in the day, if you were in pest control, maybe you went to a monthly meeting and maybe we'd get one of the guys to send a speaker and speak to us. Now you go to this thing. It's so big. They need two gigantic rooms. What do you think, Joey? There was 500 boots there? Easily. Could have easily been 500. Six. A lot of people, good products. Some people pitching new products still to be determined how they work or in what capacity they work. And it's looking as much as you want it to. And then you can go for a walk and wait till dinner time because the dinners were outstanding. Got a lot of good restaurants in Boston. They do. And we roll with a pretty good crew that knows how to eat well. Let's just say that. <laughs> Those box lunches they give you, 
Everything's dry. Interestingly enough, for you vegans, they had three piles of boxes, maybe a hundred piles, maybe more. And I noticed that the boxes of chicken and roast beef were very low. People were knocking them out. And I noticed the boxes with the vegan looked to me like there was three or four boxes missing. I don't think there's a lot of vegans up there at this. Uh, vegan, vegetarian, whatever, it doesn't matter to each their own. Ed, Ed is a pure carnivore, so he likes to be a J.O. about stuff like this. So, moving That's on. the truth. You're telling your truth. Okay, next time I'll video it. When we're in Hawaii, uh, first thing, um, I'm going to take, I'm going to video. Oh, just let's just talk about Pest World next year in Hawaii. Ed is going to be in his absolute glory in Hawaii, the home of spam. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Even though there's no customs coming into New York from Hawaii, Ed is going to get stopped by customs for the amount of spam in his suitcase. That's not true. We get plenty of spam. It's stop and shop. This is definitely going to be a podcast episode next year because I've never been to Hawaii. You've never been either. Right? I have not. Everyone that I know that goes there says, Joe, and because everybody knows you and your spam bullshit, right? So when Jazzy and Flex went, they were like, Joe. Your father would go ape shit. There's every flavor spam. You name it. There's a flavored spam in Hawaii. So I probably won't be in the convention center too much. I'll be tasting spam. But I'm going to tell you, first of all, spam is the go-to food when, oh, shit, I don't want to defrost that. Take some spam, fry it up, eat it just cold, put it in the sandwich, whatever you want to do. And also... When I didn't have money and I wanted a romantic dinner for some lovely lady coming over my house. There's no I, way you gave a woman spam. Wasn't spam. I had a ring of apple on top of it. You did not do that. I did do that. There's no way that woman stayed in your apartment after that what? meal. Evening, let me put it that way. What'd you say? I said it wasn't a successful evening. That's my point. No shit. You gave her dog food and a piece of pineapple for a fucking meal. Read the label. And by the way, that was a big deal during World War II for the troops. Yes, fine. I get that. For the troops. You're not a troop. You're not behind enemy lines. You can eat a real meal, you lazy bastard. Let me just tell you something. When you told your mother you were tired of eating chicken liver and egg sandwiches, guess what you got? Oh, it was such a nice change. Spam. Spam with a white bread with a mustard. I know. So for everybody out there that's not seven, seven years old, Ed Spam is the equivalent of our ramen. For everybody that's been to college or been broke, quote unquote broke, and had to eat rough, we ate ramen. We didn't eat mystery meat, also known as spam. Yeah, ramen noodles. That's a big delicacy now. Yeah, but you could still get like 29-cent ramen noodles in the bodega. You got to cook them, right? Yeah, you just pour hot water in it. No, I'm just saying, there's, I see restaurants down here in Rockaway. Oh, ramen is a big thing now. But I'm talking about the ramen you would buy and you would pour hot water and it was legit. 
just noodles. But ramen is a thing now. All poor people food takes it and puts a spin on it and makes it now these Lock. ramen. Yeah, Lock. these ramen that should cost a dollar seventy-five. Now you're paying twenty-two dollars because I put a quail egg in there, I put sperm, and I put a little bit of. Not telling you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's basically what happens. This is legitimately American food and delicacies, right? Every poor person's food that was an immigrant that came to America becomes a fancy thing. Corned beef. Here's a meat that you got to cook for 17 hours for to be able to eat it. And it used to be the cheapest cut of meat. And now it's not because we Irish, to a certain extent, have made it something different, right? You take other foods, tripe, cow tongue. Those were the things that they ate because they couldn't afford anything else that were not a delicacy at all, but because that they had nothing else. They made it that. And you could go through every culture, Caribbean, Latino, Eastern European. Everybody has this, what their poor food was. And now it's a, become a delicacy. You know how much a tongue sandwich costs in a Jewish deli? No. $22. Now. Now. I remember as a kid, anytime, I can remember three or four times we had spam for dinner. And then I say, I think we're poor. Because it was cut real thick. And when you chew it, it goes. Spam? Spam or the tongue? Oh, the tongue. Oh, you said spam. I'm sorry, the tongue. But no, after, no the, the spam. But when I go to Hawaii, after I make the rounds at the various spam restaurants, I'm going down to CDI, Arizona, World War II monument, where over 1,200 guys died and i'll be in i'll be in the convention center i'm not going home after it though i'm gonna stay in hawaii for a week after that nice if i can place with my humor and whatever we'll see if we could get you by good looks alone listen if good looks don't work i can certainly get by on bullshit that is a fact so here's another thing that we were talking about right yeah You've been going to Pest World for the past 15 years. You and I have pretty much gone to every single one. I've been to every single one since probably 06, 06, 07, when the Gaylord Hotel wasn't even built fully yet, but they allowed us to have the NPMA Pest World in there. That was probably one of the very first that you and I went together. What town? It's by that. Capital Harbor area, which is like D.C., Maryland. Washington. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, we've been to quite a few. Who would you say is the average attendee of Pestworld? Guys with an established business. What do you mean by established business? Guys that have been in business for 10 years or more. You guys that are starting out, I understand that. You're starting out, that it's inexpensive go to these things. And uh, if they're smart, they'll listen to our podcast because aren't we doing a recap of the Pest World 2022? We posted all of that. We posted a bunch of stuff. So I would say that the average attendee is probably somebody with an established business. But I think there is a very big population that nobody knows of or that is up-and-comers, smaller businesses, and people that really just want to 
really know their craft and grow their business, right? And then you see them come up, like we've seen quite a few people start, how you doing? Nice to meet you. I got two people in my organization. And the come second- back. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. But I would agree, the average attendee is probably somebody with an established business where they can actually get away for that amount of time. Yeah. Because it is a legitimate five-day commitment. Do you notice a lot more women in pest control? That's been an ongoing trend for some time, and I don't think it's going away. I, the thing that we always say that Connie Confidential is bringing sexy back to pest control, making it sexy again, whatever you want to call it. But the truth of the matter is, as the industry is seen in a different light and seen more professional, we're able to attract more people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities. I want to say shout out to my friend Norman Root, who's 88 years old. If you talk to him, he'll tell you he's in his 89th year. I usually meet him once a week for breakfast. And he had a big, look like a lump of turd removed from the, he had a growth on the side of his face and was removed today. And I got to talk to him about two hours before the podcast says he's in a lot of pain, but they did a skin graft. They took skin off his chest and put it on his face. So anyway, shout out to Norman. Keep taking those Tylenol with codeine. I guess they didn't give him anything stronger because of his age or whatever. And hopefully I'll see him in a week. I have no idea how you came up with Norma, but that's fine. We're talking about people pest control. So I'm All talking right. old people, guys that... All right. So what did you learn? Or what was your biggest takeaway from Pest World? I'm happy to see that the business is still moving forward in a lot of directions. I'm happy to see a lot of people there. I'm happy to see a lot of young people there. I learned some stuff. I learned that pest control industry is doing good. Future. I've got a lot of young people. A lot of these people are much better educated than my crew came in with me. And I was considered highly educated. I had a high school diploma. (laughs) So that tells you something. And it's just becoming more. Fortune 500 would be a big reach, but it just seems like it's more corporate. It's trying to design it along a corporate line with all of these new inventions. Internet, I can't see in any way how that is not increasing profit, helping the red line, bottom line there. You have to know what you're doing to make the technologies increase your profit because most technologies are expensive. So you have to, before utilizing any of it, You have to see the savings. Did anything surprise you? I was surprised by how many people I knew. (laughs) What knew me? That's fun. Yeah, so that's always good. So I definitely learned a few things. The most stuff learned is after hours, right? But I took a very good class on social media and learned some very interesting facts and trends on social media moving forward. So that was very good. My biggest takeaway once again, is something that we talk about all the time, is change. The amount of change in our industry, in people, in circles, and even how people can change for good or for bad. This year, we saw a lot of change. 
that was my biggest takeaway, probably the amount of change happening in the industry, whether small or big, what products are changing places, the company is rebranding and renaming, Bear is no longer Bear, and this product is bought oh, purchased by the yeah, but change. You call it mergers, acquisitions, but it's change, right? How people have changed. One of the things that I mentioned in one of the posts that we put out was change in the circle of friends as new people in and just the constant ebb and flow. It's something that we talk about all the time. It's okay to leave. I tell both my children are in sports and I tell them, once you become the best on the team, we got to leave the team. We got to go to another team. That's life. That's how life works. You can't be the best. You can't be the smartest person in the room. I learned a good lesson when I was playing racquetball. So with the original people I went, beating the crap out of them. And I went up and I still gave a good account of myself, but I got beat constantly. And I kept playing with these people that beat me constantly. And eventually I got to beat a lot of them. I didn't beat them all, but I beat a lot of them. So when you strive to go into a different environment, which you hope is upward, you're going to make some mistakes, but you're going to learn a lot from those mistakes and you're going to meet some different people. And some of them are going to be kind enough to give you some advice. And what I was saying, like that was one of the, so change, right? Like change is, I'm so, I don't want to say I'm focused on change, but it's so, it's constant. So like, I really pay attention to it. But my whole point is don't, Change. A lot of people don't like change. It's scary. It's different. It's new. Like, but why do I have to do something else? I'm used to this. Yeah, but it's life and you change. And my point is, if you can't be any better, then fuck it. You can't. But my certainly my kids and for me, I just am not. I don't if I'm the smartest person in this circle, I need to go to another circle. Right. I need to go to a different room. I need to get away from you all. I'll still come back and talk to you and still be a member of this group potentially. But I have to go and put all my effort in the group where I'm the dumbest person. Or in my kid's case, I'm not the best hockey player, baseball player, softball player, soccer player, whatever. Well, I need to go to a place where you guys aren't testing me anymore. Certain associations I've been members of, certain boards I've been on. When you you say this, you liken this to partnerships, right? And I have a different take on partnerships than you, but you liken it to partnerships. When you've learned everything and can't grow anymore, you have to go. For me, it's always about growth and being better. And when one of my children come to me and say, Daddy, I really just want to play this game. I don't care about moving forward. I have no problem. And there's avenue. They call that house league for hockey. They call it some other league for soccer. You play in a different area, right? You play in an area where most people have a similar thought process to you. Like they don't want to do all the craziness. They just want to do this. So anyway, we're back to basics this season, right? Now that the world is new again. Yeah. We're new. It's new in all senses, right? We're into a new way of working, new business owners, new products, new vendors. Anytime there's a down cycle in the economy, you start to see new, right? New insurance brokers coming to the market. I would say in the past six months, we've seen 10 to 15 new products or new people coming into our field selling something product-wise, not software and stuff like that. It's new everything. And that's why we're saying back to basics, right? Because you got to get back to the basics. You got to get back to what we do best. We got to get back to killing shit.
And when I say that, I just don't mean pest control. I mean killing it all parts of the business. No, we don't kill anything anymore. What's the matter with you? We suppress the problem. Whatever. When I'm talking about killing and I'm talking about killing your numbers, I'm talking about killing proposals. You may have to dive deeper into your business. You may have to look at different things. You may have to change the way you've been doing team engagement, your team's mental health. There's so much going on. So it's really refocusing and restructuring and understand all of the new news, right? Because everything is new, like I just said. Hey, I'm with you. Yeah, you got to stay current. Some of the things we're going through too. Now, when I, Fred, I had my first recession. I'm going to tell you what your grandfather told me. Keep your head down. Do the best job that you can. Learn all about your trade and treat others the way you want to be treated and you'll do all right. All right. So I think we touched it all, right? We're back to basics, all of the parties, Boston, Pest World next year, Hawaii. Hope to see you all in Hawaii next year. Yeah. You heard Ed trying to bait, trying to grease me up now. He wants to stay an extra week, right? Everybody heard that, right? That was him just trying to give me subliminal messages. Let's hope you have a good year. <laughs> Come on, help Joe have a good year, everybody, so I can get to Hawaii and spend an extra week. All right, everybody. So remember, we may have a GoFundMe for Ed's extra week in Hawaii. But <laughs> oh, boy. It's No Shave November. We call it No Shember. And all of us at Colony Pest Management We'll be shaving our beards, and then we will all be growing our beards for the entire month of November, putting our razors down. Colony Pest will be donating $100 per team member. We encourage anybody out there to donate themselves. If you want to contribute to us, that'd be great. I don't even know if I should do this, but I'm going to say it. Our friend George from All County, he lost his wife to cancer, so... Our love, our support is with you, George. It's just, it's a terrible thing. So we continue to support these efforts to make everybody aware and hopefully cure it one day. All right, so we got to talk about GPS tracking. What about it? About how fabulous it is. So all jokes aside, like, it's half the price of what we were paying and better. Oh, okay. So they let us test some of their stuff because we wanted to make sure the dashboard was good and everything like that. And it's just as good, if not better, than what we were using. And it is legitimately, it's probably about 58% less than what we were paying. Okay, I got it. More than half. All right, so let's go. All right, everybody, it's Joey Sauce. Make sure you listen to the last episode, Fleet Management 101 with GPS Tracker. Great content. Thanks for listening today, and remember to share and subscribe to the Colony Confidential Podcast.